This is a Bible study podcast for the women's ministry of Second Baptist Church in Malvern, Arkansas. You can learn more about our church at secondbaptistmalvern.org. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. We are here for five special episodes related to the Advent season, and I am so excited to be doing this with you all. It is the day after Thanksgiving, which means you are probably living on leftovers if you're like my family and maybe knocking out some Christmas shopping. Maybe you're one of the ones who just shop online and you're just sitting at home in your PJs and your cozy socks and that is my kind of girl. But in any case, we are in the holiday season. It is upon us and either you are just screaming from the rooftop, you're so excited, or maybe you're just like, yay, it's here. The fact is, you're in it. The holiday season has arrived. But we're going to do something a little different this year. This Sunday begins a time of year called Advent. Now, these four weeks leading up to Christmas have traditionally been set aside in the church calendar for centuries. Some churches today place a very heavy emphasis on the Advent season, and they have developed uh, traditions that are uh, long-standing traditions in the church for each week of this time of year. Other churches ha- have not. You know, there's really nothing in Scripture that lays out a command to do anything special this time of year. So churches are free to celebrate or, or not celebrate this. You know, that's that's fine. Um, but it does make us wonder why why are we doing an Advent guide this year? Well, frankly, this time of year brings a host of challenges. We are busy, we are stressed, maybe we are lonely and disappointed. We can often find ourselves hopping from one activity to the next, exchanging gifts and celebrating with family and friends um, at various functions, just night after night sometimes. It can get very chaotic, or perhaps this is a time of year where we struggle greatly. We may be acutely feeling the pain of loss more so than we do the rest of the year. And in those times, we can feel forgotten by those that are our closest friends or family. If they're having a very busy time and then we are sitting in feelings of loss and grief, it can be even a, a deeper, a harder cycle to, uh, to get out of with that. So there's no doubt that the Christmas season has its ups and its downs. It's got its joys and it has its struggles. And women in particular are especially vulnerable this time of year to to both ends of that spectrum. And so really, no matter where you are, um, no matter which end of that pendulum swing you find yourself, losing sight of the true celebration for this time of year is a real threat. So this Advent guide is fingers crossed, hopefully, a way that we're, we're trying to help that. When, uh, when we remain stubbornly focused, when we have set our minds on Jesus, all other demands fall away. The stress of a perfect holiday gathering is, is gone. The feelings of being forgotten are gone because our heart and our minds are secure in knowing that there is one whom we serve. There is one who will not forget us. And so we're hoping that by coming together and doing an Advent reading guide together with our sisters of the church, that we can help each other through this time to stay focused on who should be our main focus 
this time of year and throughout the rest of the year. So let me now knock out a few of the logistics really quickly. Okay, so Advent begins on Sunday, November 27th. If you have purchased one of our Advent study guide books or reading guides, that means on Sunday, November 27th, you begin week one. Each week continues to start on a Sunday. And so on Sunday, November 27th, when you begin week one, you will read that week's devotion and then the Sunday reading that the the author for that week has set up. So on week one, for example, that theme is the, the promise of light. So you will read that first devotion written by Tori, and then you will read what she has set up for Sunday's reading, and then then you're done. And on Monday, you will just read Monday's reading on Tuesday, Tuesday's reading, and so on and so on. There's a pretty handy checklist at the beginning of each week as well. So if you're like me, um, I will a lot of times forget where I'm at and what I've done for various things throughout the week. So I love checklists. I love being able to remind myself visually that I have done something. I have completed something. That's sometimes not easy to do with a, a busy family, just to say, I completed a task today. So we do have a checklist at the beginning of each week where you can keep track of where you are in the week. And the end of each week features lyrics to a hymn that relates to that week's theme. So if you're one who likes to incorporate worship that has gone along with what you have been studying in scripture, um, this is a really great way to do that. Also, on each Friday of the week, so like this episode is coming out the Friday before week one starts, there will be another episode come out the Friday before week two starts, and so on and so on. Each Friday, we will bring you an episode right here that will give a little recap of the week before and then a sneak peek of the next week and hopefully tie some connections for you so you can understand why we would move from one theme to the next as we go through our Advent study. So those are the logistics. Let's get started with looking ahead to what week one is going to bring for you. So week one is our first theme, and we are looking at light, specifically the promise of light. So light and darkness is a major theme throughout all of Scripture. Um, We can trace it all the way back to the beginning of Scripture in Genesis 1, the very first thing that God creates in the six days of creation. Day one, he creates light. And we can go all the way to the end of the story of Scripture in chapter 22 of the book of Revelation, where it says, In verse 5, there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. God himself will be the source of light. And in, in between the beginning and the end of Scripture, light and darkness are at play in a lot of different stories. You know, in fact, we just heard this last week in our sermon where, you know, we're looking at Samson. And in the story of Samson and Delilah, we have Samson whose name is uh, is attached to light, falling in love with Delilah, whose name has a meaning related to darkness. So even in that story, which when you hear it and you've studied it as kids in children's chapel, you don't realize that in that story, light and darkness are playing a theme as well. But this is not just a a poetic 
thing that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit has done in uh, his inspiration of scripture. This is um, pointing to something about the Messiah as well. You know, we are familiar this time of year. We're familiar with a lot of different prophecies related to the Messiah. Um, Isaiah 9, 6 comes to mind as one that you're probably very familiar with. That's the one that says, um, for to us, a child is born to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. I hope that's a little bit familiar to you because that's one that you see on Christmas cards all the time, right? But that's actually one verse out of several of a a big prophecy about the Messiah. And the very beginning line of this prophecy is backed up in Isaiah 9 verse 2, where the prophet says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. And so just in this one example here, you can see that this idea of light shining forth in a land of darkness is tied to what the Messiah will do when he comes. The work of the Messiah is the light and the darkness. Sometimes the imagery of scripture is subtle and we need someone who is knowledgeable and who has spent years studying it and has a great, you know, knack for explaining these things. We need them to come along beside us and help us study it and help point out the subtlety of scripture to us. And sometimes the imagery of scripture will knock you over with its bluntness. And this is the case of the latter. God's word is very clear. God is clear in this. We are in the dark without him. So this week's guide begins with a devotional written by Tori. Now, Tori is so very talented in this. I'm just amazed at her writing abilities here because her gift at storytelling, y'all, I, I cannot wait for you to read this. You'll see on day one of this study that she does a fantastic job of portraying the fears and the dangers of being in the dark and showing what just one small light can do to change a situation. As you read her words, you'll see you can't help but uh, but feel relief at the presence of light. And what a wonderful way to connect this to Christ's coming, relief. Crisis averted, danger is removed, a problem has been solved. Our hope is that 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 feeling you get as you read her words and her devotional through these these little snippets of of what life was like in you know in ancient times uh, you'll you'll get glimpses of what light meant to these people and what it still means to us you know we can forget that in our modern times because light is so easily available and easily accessible but we, we still have those moments. If you're ever stuck in a blackout and you cannot find your lights, uh, you know you know the feeling of, of panic that can set in. But we, want, uh, we hope that you are able to connect with that feeling of relief that Tori brings out in her words and connect that to the relief that we should feel at the coming of the Messiah of just what, has, what we have been rescued from. You know, some of the scriptures she, she'll she take you to this week will ask you to reflect on times 
you have felt in the dark. You know, perhaps these are times where you were struggling spiritually or perhaps struggling physically and it led to spiritual and emotional struggles. Perhaps these are times where you were um, fighting with God because you were wanting something to happen and it wasn't happening and you felt literally in the dark of not knowing what you were supposed to be doing. There's a lot of ways that we can we can take that to mean, but we hope that you're able to reflect on those times of feeling in the dark and remember that the Messiah came, light shone, and God is still faithful to be the light. And so hopefully as you look back on times where you have been in the dark, you can also look back and see that light shone in that darkness. One thing I would like to do in these weekly uh, sneak peek things is talk about what my favorite part of the week coming up will be. And for this week, it's got to be Wednesdays, uh, Wednesdays time in scripture. I, I love what got put together for that day of the week. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy it too. But when you get to Wednesday, you're going to get a chance to look at some different scriptures that are, uh, reminding us of the eternal faithfulness of God. And that, you know, that's the theme for this whole Advent study that God is faithful of the many promises that was made about the Messiah, every single one has been kept. God is faithful and he doesn't change. And that is something to be celebrated and something for us to remember for our whole life. But that's something that we have to work to remember because we are fickle creatures. I love how Wednesday's uh, reading and the questions for reflection will um, kind of guide you through that process so you can look back and be encouraged as you remember that the God that you're reading about in these scriptures is the God that you worship and serve. And just as he was faithful to fulfill his promises in the coming of the Messiah, he is faithful to still be the light in your life too.